We have three things we plan to use it for. One is in teaching. Uh, I teach a class in astronomy techniques. And uh, actually this, this winter, I actually had some students do some observations of star clusters, uh, and they can use that to determine the colors and brightnesses of stars, which tells you you can use that to figure out the age of the star cluster, just as an example of a student exercise. We also plan to use it in research. Uh, one of my colleagues, uh, Professor Kackett, studies compact systems that have disks around them, and the light from those disks have a, a characteristic delay that depends on the color of the light. And he was able to use the observatory to observe those sorts of delays and learn about, basically you measure the size of the system. Um, then we would like to use it, and this is what we really don't, are still trying to explore as an outreach vehicle, that is uh, to rise people's level of interest in uh, astronomy and, and such like that. There was some funding that was also provided for this. That's correct. Uh, Russ, uh, part of the gift to the to Wayne State included that we would operate the, the observatory for 10 years. Um, and so we have committed to that, but he's also generously provided some funds for the operations. We have to pay taxes on the land. There's a power bill. Uh, it has an internet connection. Um, you know, all those things cost some money. How much land was included with this? So, so it's 40 acres, uh, high desert in, in south southwestern New Mexico. And this is one of the darkest places in North America because of the remoteness of it? So not North America, but the U.S. Uh, you can go to places in Canada that are much darker, right? Uh, that are very dark. But basically, it's a hundreds of miles, sort of right between Tucson and El Paso. And there's really no large city anywhere close. Why should people pay attention to this area? What floats your boat when it comes to this? Well, so besides it being, uh, in, you know, interesting trying to discover uh, wonders that you, you know, what are the mechanisms of these wonders that we see in the sky? You know, some of us are curiosity driven. Uh, what, you know, I, I research, you know, what is this mysterious force that's making the universe expand faster and faster and faster. It's called dark energy. It, that, that doesn't have any effect on anyone's ordinary life, but, you know, sort of insane people like me lose sleep over over things like this. Why is this and what is its true mechanism? Um, but, you know, the, when we're out trying to do uh, cutting-edge science, that often has spinoffs that are that are useful. Uh, astronomy Astronomers developed uh, CCD cameras, and I'm sure uh, you have a CCD camera in your pocket. Uh, if you have a cell phone, you probably have a camera in your pocket. Um, and that's basically due to pioneering work done by astronomers in the late 70s, uh, making CCDs work as imaging devices. So what is the next step then for this new remote observatory? And by the way, what's the name of it? Oh, so it's called the Dan Zawada Memorial Observatory. The next step for it is the, the observatory shuts down over the summer months when it becomes uh, monsoon season in the southwest. Uh, so during the shutdown season, we're planning to uh, take out the camera that's in there now and the uh, what are called the filters um, to to put in a better camera. At the moment, pictures by the observatory, the fuzziness of the pictures are dominated by the camera itself. So we're trying to get a camera with smaller pixels so that that won't be the limitation. Um, and then we'd like to go from uh, filters that are optimized to take pretty pictures to filters that are optimized to do science. Um, and so those upgrades should happen this summer.